Blog Talk Radio.
Well, welcome to Prayer International Radio here on Blog Talk. Our calling number is 619-638-8458. We want to thank all of you who are listening um, here in the United States, those of you who we know are listening um, from various other countries, Singapore, Australia, Africa, the Netherlands, Europe. For the next two hours, um, we're just going to lay this entire broadcast down before the Holy Spirit and lay it at the feet of Jesus at the cross. Father, we yield this entire broadcast to you, Lord. Father, that you would have your way, Lord, that you would be glorified in the next two hours, that you would speak to your people tonight. Father, as your word declares in Ephesians, Lord, that you would give them a spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of you, that the eyes of their hearts may be flooded with light, that they would know what is the hope of their calling. Let them know what is the exceeding greatness, the exceeding greatness of your power toward us who believe. Father, for the lost, Lord, we ask that you would draw them to you tonight, Lord. Remove any spiritual blinders on their eyes. Draw their hearts, Father, to you. Reveal yourself to them. Reveal the love that you have for them. Father, for those that know you, Lord, we ask that you would draw them into the holy place, Father, into the secret place. As David said in the Psalms, one thing I have desired, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Reveal to us your heart's desires, Lord. Reveal to us your thoughts. Reveal to us your plans. Reveal to us your motivations. Father, let the authority of your kingdom be manifested here on earth. Even in this broadcast tonight, Father. Lord, that you would break any bondage. Father, break any addiction, any shackle, Lord. Father, that according to your word, this is that by the stripes of Jesus we're healed. Father, we ask for complete and total healing tonight on anybody who is in need of healing. Father, anybody with any kind of sickness or disease or infirmity, Lord. Your word declares that you're no respecter of persons, Father. So, for everyone listening, Father, touch them in the name of Jesus. Holy Spirit, Reveal to us the heart of the Father. Reveal to us the words of truth. Reveal to us Jesus, the person through the scriptures. Reveal to us Jesus, the exalted, the Lamb of God. Fill us with your spirit tonight, Father. Fill us with a fresh fire, a flesh outpouring of your presence, Lord. Let your glory descend on every household tonight. Our call-in number, 619-638-8458. If you need prayer at any point in the next two hours, um, give us a call. Um, We will be right back.
just in this place. Resting place, Lord. 
Give me a heart tonight. Lord, we surrender our hearts to you. We surrender our hearts, Lord. Everything that we are, we surrender now, Lord. To you, Jesus. We surrender, Lord. Well, everybody, welcome back to Prayer International Radio. Our call-in number tonight, 619-638-8458. I'm actually relieved that we have so many um, men and women of God in the chat room tonight. Um, I know many of you are amazing intercessors, amazing warriors, um, men and women of integrity before the Lord um, who seek his face and hear his voice. So we have Susan on the line right now. And Susan, call in for prayer. Are you there, Susan? I'm right here. Okay. Um, Susan called in prayer for prayer, and she said she was looking for people who um, pretty much had the yep. same works as um, the disciples had when Jesus was walking around, um, who demonstrated the same power of the Holy Spirit. And we know... All of us know that the same Holy Spirit that was with the disciples of Jesus is with us today. And Jesus said that he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. And all the authority of the kingdom of heaven has been placed with us. And the Bible says, if two or more gathered together in my name, Jesus said he was there in the midst. And there's far more than that among us tonight. And so we're going to join faith and we're going to... Um, pray for our needs right now. Um, can you give us a brief um, explanation? I know you gave me one. Can you just explain it again for everybody listening? <clears throat> yes, of course. Um, I would like to have a, a bad, evil, an evil spirit um, to be lifted off of me. Okay. Okay. Um, so here, here, here's our first lesson for the night, everybody. Um, which is actually good that um, Susan called in, because um, here's the thing. One of the most amazing men of God I've ever met in my life told, t- told me once, the gift of discernment is not the gift of guessing, it's the gift of knowing. You'll notice that Jesus didn't, what you'll notice nowadays sometimes with some people, and I'm not saying this to condemn anybody or bring judgment upon anybody, but just to point out a difference is that you'll notice nowadays people will spend a very long time trying to figure out what demon it is, what it's doing, where it's at, what's going on. But Jesus didn't do that. He just told it to leave. And the authority of the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth is all that it takes because the Bible says that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow of those in heaven and those under the earth. And every time she confessed that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of the Father, of God the Father. Yes. So we don't need to know exactly what's going on in Susan's life right now. We don't, it doesn't really matter. It's irrelevant because Jesus Christ is sitting on the throne. He is resurrected in power. And his blood has been spilt. His blood covers a multitude of sins. And his name has all the power and the authority. So, Susan, right now, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, Father God, Father God, right now, 
in your name, Lord. Father, healing right now. Father, healing right now in the name of Jesus Christ, Lord. Complete and total healing, Father, of our heart. Complete and total restoration in the name of Jesus Christ. Father, completely and totally bring her peace, Father. Father, the peace that surpasses all understanding, Father. We rebuke every spirit of deception right now in the name of Jesus Christ, and we command you to leave right now in the name of Jesus. Every spirit of bondage, we command you to be broken off right now in the name of Jesus Christ. Every spirit of deception broken off in the name of Jesus Christ. Every spirit of fear go in the name of Jesus. Every spirit that would bring bondage and iniquity, we rebuke you in the name of the Most High God, and we command you to leave her right now in the name of Jesus Christ. You have no authority. You have no right over a child of God, and so we command you to leave in the name of Jesus. Amen. Are you saved? Sorry? Are you saved? I'm saved. Yes, I am. Okay, we just have to ask that around here just to be on the safe side. Oh, yes, I'm saved um, for a long time. I received Jesus a long time ago as my personal savior, yes. Okay, we just have to ask because you never know. Some, you never know who does and who doesn't and who believes and who doesn't right. believe. Days and people who say they believe don't believe and the people who say they don't believe really do believe and they just don't know it yet. And <laughs> so, but you know, Here's the thing, Susan. Um, let me just say this real fast. Um, the same Holy Spirit that rested on Peter when the Bible says he would walk down the alleys and his shadow alone would just touch someone who was sick and the person would be healed, that same Holy yes. Spirit is with you right now and resting in you. You have the same authority through the name of Jesus Christ because the Bible says we are ambassadors to Christ. You have the same authority. You have the same anointing. The same Holy Spirit that raised Christ Jesus from the dead dwells in you. And you have all the authority in heaven and earth. All the authority of the kingdom of the Most High God is in your lips tonight. And so if the enemy comes in, the Bible says when the enemy comes in like a flood, the Spirit will raise up a standard against him. And And the Bible says there is blessing and cursing in our tongues and there is life and death. And with your own mouth, you can curse the enemy, you can rebuke the enemy, and make him flee far from you. And just give everything to God and all the praise and glory to him alone. Amen. Amen. Well, we are really glad you called in tonight. If you ever need anything, any prayer for anything else, please give us a call, okay? I sure will. Thank you very much. And everybody else out there that's praying, thank you. Amen. Um, so, and, and I want to say this, um, for all you who are listening, I, I have been debating saying this, um, sometimes when I know I'm going to do the broadcast that whatever night it is, I spend all day debating and thinking about what the Lord's going to do. And, um, most of the time when me or Chris think what we know what we're going to talk about, or we think we have a general idea, the Holy Spirit does something completely different, which is fine because in the long run it's his show, not ours. And, you know, it occurred to me that you have me, uh, Paul, and Chris. And, you know, it's an honor, um, an amazing honor for us to even be doing this show seven nights a week. It's only really by the grace of the Lord that we can even do it to begin with, um, or that the Lord facilitates it, that the Lord draws people. Um, I'm certain and positive.
positive that any night that someone shows up in the chat room or is listening on the air, regardless of which country on this and in the, in, on the earth that they're listening from, they're only there that night because the Holy Spirit put in their heart to be there. And I'm even more certain that if through the course of any of our broadcasts, any one of the nights that we do it, if you hear anything that blesses you, it's definitely not from us, but definitely from the Holy Spirit. Um, and so when, when me, Chris, and Paul tell you that um, we are trusting the Holy Spirit and we give everything to him, we, we really mean it. Because without him, I mean, there's nothing that we can do. We don't have anything in ourselves um, outside of our faith in the Lord. And sometimes that's really, really simple faith to begin with, um, just trusting that he is who he is. Um, but, you know, Paul brought something up, and I guess until we have some any more prayer requests, I'm going to um, go on something that Paul said a few minutes ago. He was reading in Isaiah, um, and I love Isaiah, um, not necessarily because of the prophecies, because of the descriptions of God itself. In 41.17 of Isaiah, it says, The poor and needy seek water, but there is none. Their tongues fail for thirst. I, the Lord, will hear them. I, the God of Israel, will not forsake them. I will open rivers and desolate heights and fountains in the midst of valleys. I will make the wilderness a pool of water and the dry, and the dry land springs of cypress. I mean, Sorry, I misread it. And the dry land springs of water. If you skip over to um, chapter 42, it says in 42.5, and I'm just going to read this for a minute. Um, Thus says God the Lord, who created the heavens and stretched them out, who spread forth the earth and that which comes from it, who gives breath to the people on it, and spirit to those who walk in it. I, the Lord, have called you in righteousness, and will hold your hand. I will keep you and give you as a covenant to the people, as a light to the Gentiles, to open blind eyes, to bring out prisoners from the prison. Those who sit in darkness from the prison house, I am the Lord, that is my name. In my glory I will not give to another, nor my praise to carved images. Behold, the former things have come to pass, and new things I declare. Before they spring forth, I tell you of them. Sing to the Lord a new song, and his praise from the ends of the earth. You who go down to the sea and all that are in it, you coastlands and you inhabitants of them, let the wilderness and its cities lift up their voice. The villages that Kedar inhabits, let the inhabitants of Selah sing. Let them shout from the top of the mountains. Let them give glory to the Lord and declare his praise in the coastlands. The Lord shall go forth like a mighty man. He shall stir up his zeal like a man of war. He shall cry out, yes, shout aloud, but he shall prevail against his enemies. In verse 43, you know, I just want to point, I read that because I, I want you just to, in your, in your hearts, to get an image of this Lord, who every sand on the earth, 
is numbered. Every star in heaven is numbered. Every hair on your head is numbered. Every atom that composes your body is numbered and ordered and placed by the Lord. Every move you make is under his eye, and you are held in his hand. It says in Isaiah 43, But now thus says the Lord, who created you, O Jacob, and he who formed you, O Israel, fear not, for I have redeemed you. I have called you by your name. You are mine. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And through the rivers, they shall not overflow you. When you walk through the fire, you shall not be burned, nor shall the flame scorch you. For I am the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Savior. You know, that's the God we serve. Um, it doesn't matter what you're dealing with. It doesn't matter what you're struggling with. It doesn't matter what the obstacle is, what the mountain is. It doesn't matter who said what or when or who did what to you. It really doesn't matter because the Lord is God. And he said he's going to uphold you with his righteous right hand. He said he will be there to deliver you. He said, fear not for I am with you. Whatever need you could possibly need from the Lord, he's there right now. Our call in number 619 638-8458. Here's another one. This says the Lord, the King of Israel, and his Redeemer, the Lord of hosts. I am the first, and I am the last. Besides me, there is no God. And who can proclaim as I do? Then let him declare it and set it in order for me. Since I appointed the ancient people and the things that are coming and shall come, let them show these to them. Do not fear nor be afraid. Have I not told you that from that from that time and declared that you are my witnesses? Is there a God besides me? Indeed, there is no other rock. I know not one. I remember um, when I was a young kid, I was so captivated by the presence of God, and I didn't know anything about God. You see, you don't really have to know a lot of scripture to put your trust in the Lord. You don't have to be um, a special anything to be in His presence, because the Bible declares my Bible declares, which is your Bible, um, my Bible declares that he has given us open access to the Father. You know, some people um, read the crucifixion story, and the thing I like most about the crucifixion story is not the crucif is not what happened all the way up to the crucifixion, because it, 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 um, it's one of those really, really hard things to read. The Bible says, 
Jesus said that, or about him, it says, he endured the cross, despising the shame for the joy that was set before him. I may not say it in that exact order, but that's what it says. For the joy that was set before him, he endured the cross. You know, the Bible says every sin that man had committed, every sin that justified us spending eternity without the Lord, was placed upon him in a moment's time. And he became sin. He became the likeness of sin. He became the image of sin upon the cross. And the Father crucified him. All the wrath for centuries, from the beginning of time, all the wrath and all the judgment was poured out on one man at one time. And Jesus endured it. I can barely imagine. I mean, I, I'm more like a sissy. If I even get a small paper cut, I freak out. He, heaven forbid anything. I get hurt any worse than that. But Jesus, for the joy that was set before him, endured the cross. And what was the joy that set before him? Was it the glory was which he had with the Father from the beginning. It's one of those other scriptures that we read and we don't really think about. Jesus said, Father, glorify me with the glory I had with you since the beginning. And after the resurrection, the Father did and was going to. And he ascended into heaven sat down at the right hand of his father was given the name that is above every name and declared to be the son of God declared to be the lamb declared to be the most high king the king of kings and the lord of lords but I don't think that was a joy this is my opinion I don't think that was a joy that was set before him that it was talking about For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him would not perish but have everlasting life. And what is the life but him? And that's the joy I think it says he was talking about was you and me and Paul and Chris and the people in Thailand right now and in Ethiopia and in Bangkok and across the face of this planet in times past and those who will come after. The joy that was set before him where the scripture says if he had one sheep that went astray, he would go after the one. And not only grants us eternal life, not only forgive us of our sins, not only by his stripes heal us, 
but it said at that last hour, the veil of the temple was torn in two. For those of you who don't know about the veil, in the old days they used to sacrifice one man once a year would take a spotless lamb or goat. I think it was a lamb. A spotless lamb. And once a year, they would tie a rope around his feet. And in the temple of Israel, he would go behind this veil. And he would stand in the presence of the Most High God. And he would offer a sacrifice for the sins of the people for that year. And he was the only one who would go behind that veil. The reason they would tie a rope around his leg was just in case he had some kind of sin in his life, that he would, in case he dropped dead when he walked in from the presence of God, because he was unclean, so they could pull him out. But one man, once a year, would go back there, behind that veil, and it was called the Holy of Holies. But the Bible says, that in that last hour, the veil, there was an earthquake and the veil was torn in two. As if Jesus was making, and the Father was making a declaration that the enemy could no longer, that sin could no longer become a barrier between you and him. In the Old Testament it says, that his hand is not shortened, that it cannot save, but your sins have separated you from God. But in First John it says, if anyone confesses their sins, he is faithful and just to forgive them of their sins and cleanse them from all unrighteousness. And so Jesus, on the cross, when he had sacrificed, the veil was torn in two and the way was open to the world to come before the King of Kings to come before the Lord God as it says in Hebrews Romans, Hebrews it says come boldly boldly, boldly boldly to the throne of grace in which you are accepted in a time of need it says in Ephesians if any of you have a Bible probably my favorite chapter or my favorite book is Ephesians maybe it's because it's the first one I had memorized when I was a kid but <laughs> it says that you are no longer strangers you are no longer foreigners Ephesians 2 yeah, let me let me go back to two eleven. You know what? Let's just read the whole chapter. It's like one of the most amazing chapters in the Bible, so we're just gonna read the whole thing. It says, And you he made alive, who were dead in trespasses and sins, in which you once walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit who now works in the sons of disobedience. Among, among whom also we all once conducted ourselves in the lust of the flesh, 
fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature children of wrath, just as the others. But God, you know, just in my in my Bible, that's the beginning of chapter four, the first two words, and it says, "But God." You know, let me just say, it doesn't matter what it is, but God. The world will always have something to say. The enemy will always have something to say. The people who speak against you will always have something to say. There's always a mountain that's going to stand in your way. There's always an obstacle. There's always a sickness, but God said, but God is the answer. But God is the key. Jesus said, I am the way. I am the truth. I am the life. It says, but God, who is rich in mercy, because of his great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. For by grace you have been saved. And he raised us up together. And he made us sit together in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus, that in the ages to come he might show the exceeding riches of his grace and his kindness toward us who are in Christ Jesus. For by grace you have been saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest anyone should boast. For we are his workmanship. Created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand, that we should walk in them. Therefore remember that you, once Gentiles in the flesh, who are called uncircumcision by what is a circumcision made in the flesh by hands, that at that time you were without Christ, being aliens from the commonwealth of Israel and strangers from the covenants of promise, having no hope, and without God in the world. But now, in Christ Jesus, you who were once afar off have been brought near by the blood of Christ. For he himself is our peace, who has made both one, and he has broken down the middle wall of separation, having abolished in his flesh the enmity that is the law of commandments contained in ordinances, so as to create in himself one new man from the two, thus making peace, and that he might reconcile them both to God in one body through the cross, therefore thereby putting to death the enmity. And he came and preached peace to those of you who are far off and those who are near. For through him we both have access by one spirit to the Father. Now therefore, you are no longer strangers and foreigners, but fellow citizens with the saints and the members of the household of God, having been built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone, in whom this whole building being fitted together grows into a holy temple in the Lord, in whom you are also being built together for a dwelling place of God and the Spirit. You know, the Bible says... What is the house that you will build for me since my hands have made all things? You know, the Lord doesn't desire to dwell in churches. He desires to dwell in you. 
He desires to inhabit you, inhabit the praises of his people, it says. Our call-in number is 619-638-8458. We're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back.
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Okay. Well, I don't know what happened with Sean. Um, this is Paul, and I'm live here in Kansas um, with my lovely wife, Olivia. And at some point, if you guys can hear me, start showing me some smiley faces. Um, our intentions are we're going to go on the air live with uh, intercessor prayer with Will, a dear brother in the Lord with us. Um, so I see everybody can hear me. Um, so while Sean is getting the um, spaceship dialed in, uh, let's go ahead and um, leave with a quick prayer. My wife has a word for everybody. Heavenly Father, I thank you for this platform, Lord God. Lord, I thank you that you're allowing us to use this platform so that you, Jehovah Jireh, you, Lord, that you can pour out your spirit, Heavenly Father, on these families' lives that we minister to every day and every night. Heavenly Father, as we stand in the gap, Lord God, we give you all the glory for everything that you're doing in our lives, Heavenly Father. Lord God, I thank you that you can use me as a point of contact on this platform tonight as I stand in the gap, Heavenly Father. As my wife lays hands on me and lifts Wendy's and Will's needs, their families' needs, Heavenly Father, to the Lord. As Father, as your word says, that all the messes that we've been through, that you allow us and our family to be the message to others, Heavenly Father, for all the pain that I put my wife through, for all the pain, Heavenly Father, that our marriage has gone through, 
that you, El Shaddai, you, Jehovah Jireh, God, you who provided us the wings upon eagles, the sword above all of our problems, Heavenly Father. Lord God, I thank you that somehow, some way, Yahweh, you are using our testimony, our mess, to be a message to this family. That if they just put it at the foot of the cross and leave it all at Calvary, for you sent your only begotten Son for us, Heavenly Father, for the families that we minister to, Heavenly Father, that if they just trust in you and walk in faith and not by sight, Heavenly Father, that you will restore everything that the locusts have ate, Heavenly Father. So, Lord God, as we move in to the next segment here, I pray, Heavenly Father, that the message that my wife has for Wendy and Will, Heavenly Father, that you will pour out your spirit in their lives, Heavenly Father. Lord, I pray that you will restore their marriage for the family, for the in-laws, for the children, for the grandparents, for the people in their community, Heavenly Father, that you would use this relationship, this restoration, Heavenly Father, that by the love of Jesus, Heavenly Father, that they can take their testimony, the test that the devil has put them through, and turn their mess around and turn it into a message, Father, so they can preach to the captives just as we are, Heavenly Father. Lord God, I give you all the glory. I give you all the honor in the name of Jesus. Amen. Okay, Sean. Okay. Well, I don't hear Sean, and I don't hear Will. Um, I'm here, brother. Sean. Amen, Will. <laughs> Love you, bro. Um, you know, I, for everybody listening, um, it takes a lot of a man. It takes a big man to swallow his pride, pick up the cross. We all have crosses to bear. We all fail. And my hat's off the wheel that he's willing to come out here in front of his wife, Wendy, tell her that he loves her, fall to his knees in prayer, go through the sinner's prayer, and let the outpouring of God's love, the shed blood of Jesus, everything that was left at the cross, and let the Lord be the leader, the driver of his heart, so he can walk in victory. I'm going to let my wife have a little word because the Lord has been ministering to her. She's been in her Bible. I don't know what my wife is going to say, but I'm going to give it to her, and then I'm going to come back to you in a second, Will. Here's Olivia. All right. Hi. I have a scripture and a couple of them, actually. And I said I wasn't going to cry, and I'm going to. <laughs> um, it takes a long time to repair and return the trust. And God was able to do that for me. He did it instantaneously, and throughout the years up until now, he's continued to heal many things and bless me and my husband. And one thing, I, I, I don't know all the situation that the two of you have gone through or are going through, but I 
sometimes we blame the other person for everything that goes on. And in re- for me, I had I had it was in my power, and God was trying to tell me to let go, to let go of something that I I found very dear to me, and I had to let go in order to find Christ and get closer to God. And the minute, the day that I let go, all he wanted me to do was let go so that he could take over and make him better. And he's been continuing to do it every day since then. Um, The scripture that I, I came across is in Malachi 2. Didn't the Lord make you one with your wife? In body and spirit, you are his. And what does he want? Godly children from your union. So guard your heart. Remain loyal to the wife of your youth. For I hate divorce, says the Lord, the God of Israel. To divorce your wife is to overwhelm her with cruelty, says the Lord of Heaven's armies. So guard your heart. Do not be unfaithful to your wife. The other one, and I I pray that this is what the Lord is doing. I'm still learning so much of what he wants me to do. And There's a scripture in 1 Corinthians 7. For the Christian wife brings holiness to her marriage, and the Christian husband brings holiness to his marriage. Otherwise, your children would not be holy, but now they are holy. But if the husband or wife who isn't a believer insists on leaving, let them go. In such, co- in such cases, the Christian husband or wife is no longer bound to the other, for God has called you to live in peace. Don't you wives realize that your husbands might be saved because of you? I don't... I'm, and I have to turn this back over to my husband because I hear that you want to confess, go to the sinner's prayer. Okay. Well, hey, buddy. you hear tears, and all I can tell you is tears of joy because, um, you know, everybody's situations are different. Um. Me and my wife, our relationship and our sin was in front of each other. And it got out of hand to where, you know, at some point, because of drugs, my wife went through the sinner's prayer. And all the things that we were doing, God made it to where he was punishing her as she was doing it. She'd fall on her knees and she'd get back up. And I didn't know what was going on. All I know that. You know, kind of keep it simple. We used to go eat pizza, and all of a sudden, my wife, you know, was pushing the pizza away. And you know, I, I didn't, I, I kept putting that piece in front of her. You know, I keep bringing it home, and you know, she'd eat a little pizza, but it got to where you know, she'd start throwing the pizza at me. And uh, then when the police got involved because the pizza was being thrown, you know. Um, when the detectives came to the room because $70,000 worth of damage to a woman's leg, you know, that pizza started telling the detectives that my wife was doing this, this, and this, and this, and she was lying to the detective. And I knew then that the devil was involved. And it's all, it's what you have to do is you got to separate your person from the actions because we all need deliverance. And um, so, 
I turned around, I went, I got back in the vehicle. I jumped in Mercedes with my wife because I knew that that the other woman, you know, uh, was up to no good. So what I want to do is ask you to just hold your hand over your heart. I'm going to lead you through a simple sinner's prayer. It's not me that's going to do it. It's not my wife that's going to do it. It's not our mess that's sending you a message. It's not the test and the trials that we were put through. But God is a God of reconciliation. He's a God. He's the Redeemer. All the power that went in the grave is now dead because it's resurrected and it's alive today and it's Jesus. And I'm not telling you for one minute that the lust and the desires are going to be there because of the soul ties. You have to be delivered. And you may slip and you may fall and you may go back and do things, but one thing I can assure you, that the Holy Ghost that I serve and the Holy Ghost that you're going to ask to come live in your heart tonight, he will, I guarantee you, make it to where you won't enjoy it. Um, so, I don't know. Can you hear me, Will? I hear you, brother. I'm here. Okay. I, they're saying that we lost sound out there. So, uh, let's give it a second and uh, see if we have sound. Do we have sound? And, you know, uh, hey, same thing with cigarettes, same thing with drugs, you know. Um, you know, you've got to give it to God, you know. He'll just make it to where you won't enjoy it. And when you see God really working in your life and restoring um, your marriage, you know, I can just tell you that I know you have an awesome wife. Um, I know she loves you. I know she loves the children. And though you and your wife, you know, obviously – we're not believers when y'all first got together, unfortunately. I mean, me and my wife weren't either. You know, I, I guarantee you if there's anyone that deserves to go to hell, I do, and my wife, you know. But God somehow reconciled our marriage. So um, repeat this after me, Will. Say, Dear Lord Jesus. Dear Lord Jesus. Jehovah God. Jehovah God. Jehovah God. I thank you for your son, Jesus. Thank you for your son, Jesus. That you sent to the cross. That you sent to the cross. For my sins. For my sins. I thank you, God. I thank you, God, that you will allow me to for ask for forgiveness. That you will allow me to ask for your forgiveness and repent. And I repent. I ask you, Lord. 
I ask you, Lord. That you come into my heart. That you come into my heart. And be my Lord and Savior. And be my Lord and my Savior. From this day forward. From this day forward. The old man is dead. The old man is dead. And the new man and the new man in me in me Jesus Christ Jesus Christ that dwells that dwells that dwells in my heart in my heart will be the driver of my life will be the driver of my life I accept you, Jesus. I accept you, Jesus. As my Lord and Savior. As my Lord and my Savior. Say amen. Amen, brother. Now, I want you to, in your own words, I want you to tell Wendy that you're sorry. I want you to ask for forgiveness. I want you to tell her that you love her. And I want you to tell her that you want to do everything in God's will to restore your marriage for your marriage and for your children, okay? Go ahead. I love my Wendy and anything I've done wrong, and hope she forgives me. We put God first. Amen. Now, what you really need to do and you got to understand that I live in a town that's 350 people. Um, I just drove 76 miles to drop off Papa Moses, my spiritual father, from Cameroon. We drove all the way down to Hayes, Kansas, the Prehound, to drop him off at the bus station so he could go on back to Houston where he lives now. And it was nothing but solid farmland all the way to Hayes, okay? You guys live in Fort Myers, and you need to go out there, and you need to give it 90 days. You guys need to go out there, and you need to find you a church that's got a great worship team. I'm talking about a, a, a church that's got lights, smoke, guitars, tambourines, keyboards, awesome worship so that the Lord can start worshiping, ministering to your heart. The only way I could, that what helped me get on track was that I told God that I refused, I, I just couldn't imagine you giving up my Doobie Brothers and giving up my Leonard Skinner and giving up my ZZ Top and giving up my Almond Brothers and my Led Zeppelin and my Ted Nugent, you know. <laughs> right. Uh Giving up my doobies and my my you know my drug life and uh, the hookers and but you know what um, I didn't know any better. We went to church on a Christmas Eve, Christmas Eve hired in a cot, you know, celebrating that we were going to go to church. We were just completely blind, and when we went to that church service, I got hung to the cross. 
And I haven't touched drugs since. It was 35 years of drugs. And after that, God, I told God when we was going to church, he was going to have to put me somewhere that, that we had some good music. I couldn't imagine listening to this old-time uh, church hymns. You know, it just wasn't me, okay? You got to understand. And God put me in a church at Riverwalk at Steve Solomon's church out in Fort Worth, and these guys all had long hair and were playing big old bass guitars. And then they were, they were playing some good music. I, I'll make you some CDs, and I'll send them to you. Uh, I do prison ministry. Um, and um, Darlene Bishop and Lawrence Bishop, I'm going to tell you, I can send you some music that will your, your, your back wheels won't be able to stay on the, the pavement, okay? And But you've got to get yourself surrounded around the Holy Spirit and let him start ministering to you. You've got to get into a church. It's not about the church. It's about having a relationship. And if there's anything I could tell you is you need to read Proverbs chapter 7 and Proverbs 31 because you have a virtuous woman. Proverbs 7 and Proverbs 31. You need to start going to church on Sundays. You, you, you've got to get in church on Wednesdays. You, you just put your marriage first. Get started. And, you know, if you slip and fall, I'm not telling you it's a guarantee, but I can guarantee you this, with God all things are possible, and he will restore your marriage. Divorce is not the answer. The reason why divorces are so in a ramping rage right now and have always been, is because if you know when you start studying the Bible in the book of Genesis, when Adam was in the garden, there was no serpent. The serpent never arose. The serpent arrived at the scene as soon as Eve arrived because of the power of two. Um, and uh, the reason why marriages are so hammered by the Satan by the enemy, by Satan, is because God created the marriage, okay? So God's going to put alcohol, he's going to put drugs, he's going to put women for us men, he's going to put women in. He's going to put women out there, and you're going to look at them, and you just got to say, forgive me, God, forgive me, God, to, you know, to where, uh, uh, okay, well, um, um, we're we're we had a cell phone die on us. For those that are listening, uh, Will said his cell phone died, so we're having him. We're having Will dial back in. So y'all just bear with us. We're hitting a little bit of turbulence here, so if everybody will buckle up their seat belts, this is slot seventeen eleven with Prayer International. We thank everybody for choosing Prayer International for your travel arrangements. Uh, we hope you come back. My pleasure to serve you. Hallelujah. This is Captain Paul at the helm. So, um, as we're waiting on uh, Will to get back in the plane, uh, I think he got sucked out of the cockpit here. So, 
everybody bear with us. Um, again, we yeah, thank you for choosing Prayer International. Are we back online, Sean? We are. I think Will may be with us. Hallelujah. Is, so is Will back in queue? Uh, I think that's his number. Are you there, Will? I think he's grabbing his oxygen mask. Huh. Hallelujah. Well, um, at this time we ask all the patrons to pass their trash to the center aisle. We have our airline stewardess pick up the trash here momentarily while we get uh, Will back in the cockpit. So anyway, um, let's pray for Will while we get him back up here. Heavenly Father, we thank you for Will. Lord God, we thank you that you are Jehovah Jireh, Heavenly Father, that you are the redeemer of this marriage. Heavenly Father, I thank you for this platform that you have given us, Heavenly Father, that somehow, as ugly as our messes are, Lord, that you are El Shaddai, that you are allowing us and our messes as sad and much sorrow there are in our messes, Heavenly Father, that we are able. Uh, I am on the line because he insists. Okay. Um, hallelujah. Um, well, we got Will. Amen, Father. We got Will led to the sinner's prayer, and everybody in the chat room and everybody that's listening live that has God ignited in their life, we know that, that he's going to be the lamb to our feet and the light to our world. Um, we pray, Heavenly Father, that by the grace and mercy of your son, Jesus, who has resurrected and died and died and resurrected and is alive with us today, that the Lord will minister to Will. We pray, Heavenly Father, that because of his salvation prayer, the sinner's prayer, that he is now a child of the Most High God. And, Heavenly Father, we pray that you give and you empower Wendy with an outpouring of your love and your spirit, Heavenly Father. Though we all know, Heavenly Father, for me, patience is one of the fruit, this high-hanging fruit. It is not the low-bearing fruit. It's not low-hanging. It is a fruit, Heavenly Father, that we have to endure Heavenly Father. So, Lord God, as we pray for this marriage, we give you all the glory. In the name of Jesus, we have somebody calling in uh, just to give you an idea about the, the uh, sinner's prayer. Um, just to give you an idea, you can go to John 3.16. We'll go ahead and just uh, go through this. For God the Father so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever call upon his name and believes in him, believes in Jesus, shall not perish but have everlasting life. That's John 3.16. If we look at Romans 3.23, it says, For all have sinned. We have all fallen short of the glory of God. The wages, the consequences of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ. We find that in Romans 6.23. John 1.19 says, If we confess our sins, that he, God, Jehovah Jireh, 
is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If we look at John 14, 6, it says, Jesus said, I am the way, I am the truth, I am alive. And nobody comes to the Father except through me. Jesus said in Revelation 3.20, it says that I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears me, if anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in to him. This night, Heavenly Father, will repent of his sins. He accepted you as his Lord and Savior. He asked his wife for forgiveness, and he accepted you in his heart, and he asked you to be the driver of his heart. The old man is now dead, and the new man, the new creature, is alive in Jesus' name. So, if we look at this, it says, are you a sinner? That's according to Romans 3.23. Would you like God's forgiveness for your sins? That's John 1.19. If we look at, will you accept God? He was raised, that God raised Christ from the dead. We find that in Romans 10.9. Would you like to invite Jesus into your heart and life right now? That's Revelation 3.20. So I want to give God all the glory for all of this. Um, you know, the Bible says in Revelation 12.11 that by the shed blood of Jesus and the testimonies, the words of our testimony that we will be set free, set free. Um, as y'all can see, then any time Satan has lost the battle, which he lost the battle tonight, and I guarantee you every time somebody turns their life over to Jesus and they accept him as their Lord and Savior, it's the driver of their heart, and they will allow God to rectify all their situations that, that Satan has lost. And right now they are singing for joy in heaven. Hallelujah. And that's exactly why we stay up till midnight every night, seven days a week, 365 days a week. If we only restore one soul this year on this platform, if we only restore one marriage on this platform, I guarantee you the Lord that I serve is going to outpour on everyone's life that's listening everyone that stood in the gap, everyone that was praying in the spirit and standing in agreement in the name of Jesus. Amen? Amen. So I hope everyone is happy. Uh, Sean, you have the platform back. Hallelujah. God bless. We are resuming flight. 1711. Resuming flight. I was actually walking. I prayed. Um, we had a caller call in, um, and we prayed a little bit, too. Um it's been an interesting night. The Holy, like I said in the beginning, um, Holy Spirit definitely took over tonight and had His own um, plan and intentions tonight for what's going on. Um, you know, uh, I, I want to address something that someone uh, is a question that someone asked in the chat room about um, the sinner's prayer, um, and this may go a little bit off of what we were, what the flow has been so far, but we'll just see what the Holy Spirit does. Um, Someone asked if the sinner's prayer was in the Bible, and the answer is um, yes and no. Um, a bunch of different pieces in the Bible put together um, 
Well, you know, in the in the long run, if you want to trust the Lord with your heart and with your soul, it doesn't really matter what, what matters. It doesn't really matter what words you use. Um, words aren't what's important. All that's important is Jesus. Um, the Bible says that you must believe. It says whoever confesses with their mouth that Jesus is Lord and believes that God raised him from the dead shall be saved. It says whoever calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. It really doesn't matter too much what words you use. Um, we They title the sinner's prayer to give people the right words to say um, or to help them say, say what is in their heart. Um, but you could just say, I mean, you know, well, here, here's a true story. Um, this will probably help. Um, there were some missionaries who um, went to an island in the Pacific, and they met a, a tribe there of natives who didn't speak their language, um, had never seen any um, outsiders. And so these missionaries felt compelled in their heart for these people. Um, Jesus said, go to the uttermost parts of the earth. And so they did. And all they could tell about this tribe, since they were trying to learn their language, was that they every they were really religious, even though they didn't know what God they served. Um, most um, tribes or who were um, indigenous or whatever, um, could, some of them could serve multiple gods, and um, they weren't sure. But they knew that every day they went to this one place in the center of their village, and they prayed, or they did their worship stuff. And after a couple of years, these missionaries started to learn their language and started to talk to them. And they kept telling them about this Jesus who died for their sins so they could have eternal life. And when they finally learned the language of this people, the chief came to them and he said, a long time ago, some angels showed up in our village and said that we were to worship the Son of God. And so we've been coming here for generations praying, but we never knew his name until you showed up. You see, if God has to show up himself or send an angel, he'll do it if he needs to. Because when it says that he's not willing that any should perish, he means it. It means not one, not one old person, not one man, not one woman, not one child. He is not willing that any should perish, that everyone has eternal life. Because when Jesus died on that cross, he died for all of them, for all of us, every single one, and it doesn't matter what sin you have, it doesn't matter what you've done in the past, it's covered under the blood of Jesus, and you can pick any words you want, you could just say, Jesus, I believe you died on the cross, I believe you rose from the dead, I believe you died for my sins, I accept you, you could leave it at that. It doesn't really matter. 
All that matters is Jesus came so that you could have eternal life, that you could have a restored relationship with the living God. You know, Adam and Eve walked with God face to face. They walked with him in the beginning. But when sin came, it wasn't that God turned his back on them. It's that they hid from God because of the shame that sin brought into their life and the condemnation that it brought upon them. They hid their faces from God. But God was still in the garden calling, Adam and Eve, where are you? Where are you? But they hid from him. And when they tried to clothe themselves, they were, they found out that man could never, ever cover their own sins, could never cleanse their own sins. And so what God did was do the only thing that could be done, was send the only one who was out spot or blemish, Jesus Christ, to take your place on the cross and to take the punishment that you deserved so you could have the eternal life. You could have the relationship once again that Adam and Eve used to have. And so for all of eternity, people will either sit in the presence of the living God or for eternity they will be without it. The Bible talks about hell and it talks about fire you know, the worst thing about hell isn't pain and it's not suffering, it's not fire. It's the lack of the presence of God. It's that the fellowship with the creator of heaven and earth, the uncreated God who always was and always will be, is that you lose out for eternity on that relationship with him, on knowing him. And some people are going to make that choice for whatever reason. But he said that he's not willing that any should perish. Not one. You know, a lot of people trust him for a lot of different reasons. He doesn't care. He just wants you. He wants a relationship with you. He wants to know you. He wants you to know him. He wants to pour out his love upon your life. And whether you realize it or not, and I don't know who I'm talking to, whether you realize it or not, there's nothing you can do ever that can outweigh the love of God that he has for you. You know, the Bible says that we're the children of the living God. You know, what father... What mother doesn't love their children? I came home from work today, and after the first hour and a half, I wanted to beat the crap out of every one of my kids because they were getting on my nerves. But it doesn't mean I don't love them with an everlasting love. And it doesn't matter who you are. His love is abundant and unmeasurable. And so whatever prayer you say, it doesn't matter because God doesn't really give, care about the words as much. He cares about your heart because the Bible says God doesn't look on the outward appearance. 
He's not like a man who looks around and sees what people, what their hair looks like, or what clothes they wear, or, any, or their job, or anything else. He looks at what's in your heart, because that's what matters to him. You know, when he picked King, when he picked David to be king of Israel, David was the last person that anybody would ever look at and say that would be the king. That would be the man who's through his genealogy would come Jesus Christ. But God said, I don't care what people look like. I don't care what their talents are. I care about the talent that this young kid has because he's a man after my heart. Because he wants me. He doesn't want the glory. He doesn't want the riches. He doesn't want the crowds. He wants me. And so he chose David because David was a man after his own heart. Because that's what God's interested in. He's not interested in your ministry. He'll use you in the ministry, but it's not about the ministry. He'll let you do amazing Things And you'll see amazing things, and the Holy Spirit will perform amazing signs and wonders and recreative miracles through you because you trust in him. But it's not about the miracles. It's not about the signs and the wonders. It's about him. Because in the end, we're all going to stand before the King of the Kings and the Lord of Lords and all the praise and all the glory will go to him. And every one of us will bow and proclaim that Jesus Christ is Lord. The real question is, between now and then, will you know who he is before that time comes? We all know that there's a Jesus, but will you know him? Are you a person that's after his heart? Do you have the desire burning inside of you that you have to seek his face? That you have to know him, like Moses said on the mountain. You know, Solomon, God, I saw him in a dream. He's like, what should I give you? What do you want? Ask me. He said, "Make I want to be wise. I want wisdom. And God made him the wisest man who ever lived. Moses stood on the mountain, and he could have asked of God anything. He stood in the presence of the holy God. And he said, if I have found grace in your sight, show me your way that I may know you. You know, Paul said something similar in the book of Philippians. Another one of my favorite chapters. And this is Philippians chapter 3, verse 7. He said, Whatever, I'll paraphrase this some, he said, whatever things were gained to me, I have counted loss for Christ. Yet indeed, I count all things loss for the excellence of the knowledge of Christ Jesus my Lord, for whom I have suffered the loss of all things, and count them as rubbish, that I may gain Christ and be found in him, not having my own righteousness which is from the law, but that which is through faith in Christ, the righteousness which is from God by faith, that I may know him 
and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings being conformed to his death, if by any means I may attain to the resurrection from the dead. Not that I have already attained it or am already perfected, but I press on that I may lay hold of that for which Christ Jesus has also laid hold of me. You know, we come in here seven days a week. And, you know, like Paul said, for one sinner, for one person who didn't know Jesus yesterday, who knows him today, it's all worth it. One person who gets healed, it's all worth it. One person whose marriage is restored, whose relationship is restored with someone, it's all worth it. But the even the thing that makes it even better is when someone learns to start seeking his face. When someone learns that there's more to this whole salvation thing than getting to go to heaven, but that there's a relationship to be had. There's an intimacy to be had. There's a fellowship to be had. That there is a person, Jesus, who sent the Holy Spirit of God so that you might know him, so that you could walk with him, so that you could have a, rela- a relationship and a revelation of who he is. And know, like he said to Joshua from the very beginning, and he's been saying ever since, and he said, only be bold and courageous. Do not fear. Do not be dismayed, for I am with you wherever you go. Because he's there. No matter what, wherever you go, because he's faithful to his word. He said he will never leave you. He will never forsake you if you call upon him. It says in Psalms 91, those that dwell in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. You know, someone said in the chat room, talked about retaining souls as important to discipleship. And I think the biggest problem in the church is that people hurry up to say a prayer. And then just like a normal church service, they're like, okay, I'm done. And they walk out and nothing else happens. Their life doesn't change. Their hearts don't really change. Because people don't explain to them that Jesus, he didn't just say that he's the way, but he said he's the life. And our life is actually in him. It says our lives are hidden with him. It says we're new creatures in Christ Jesus. And every minute of every day should be in fellowship with him. This is Prayer International Radio. I'm going to play a worship song real fast. Our call-in number, 619-638-8458. If you need prayer, give me a call and give us a call, and we will be right back. Jacob really longed to be a hero. But all I really wanted 
Will you dream for me? Where did I 
Welcome back to Prayer International Radio. Our call in number tonight, 619-638-8458. Someone just said in the chat room that the enemy is trying to, as hard as he can to get a hold of us, get a hold of as many as he can. And you know, there's nothing that frustrates and upsets the enemy more than someone coming to know the Lord Jesus Christ, as we saw earlier tonight. For any of you who um, didn't call in, and through the course of the last two hours, or the last however many years, um, you just felt something saying that you needed to know this Jesus. We're going to say a quick prayer now. And you can repeat it out loud, repeat it in your head, it doesn't matter. But God wants you to know that he loves you. And he wants you to know that it's true that he sent his son Jesus to die for you. So that you could have eternal life through him. The Bible says that because death could not hold the Son of God. God raised him from the dead three days later. He ascended back into heaven and took his place by the Father. And he says he lives to make intercession, which means to pray for us. So, if you want to know our good friend, Jesus, tonight, to say something like this. Lord Jesus, I know I'm a sinner, but I believe that you died for my sins. Jesus, I ask that you come into my life. I ask that you forgive me of my sins. Cleanse me, Lord. Father, I give you my heart. I ask you to be my Lord and Savior. Show us, show me your presence. Show me who you are. Reveal yourself to me tonight, Lord. And the Lord will show himself to you. He'll reveal himself to you. He'll transform your heart. He'll transform your life. He'll change everything about you. He'll take away the sorrow and the despair. And he'll give you joy. And he'll give you peace. He'll take away the fear and give you hope. The Bible says in the presence of the Lord there is fullness of joy. It says his love is everlasting. And if we say nothing else ever on this broadcast, it's that the Lord Jesus' love is unmeasurable how much he loves us. And that goes for not only those who may not have known him a few minutes ago, but those who've always known him. 
you know, it doesn't matter what happens in life. We're going to face struggles. But the Bible declares that he's with us wherever we go. And we said it earlier, and I'll say it again. He said, don't be afraid. Only be strong and of good courage, for I am with you wherever you go. Our call-in number tonight is 619-638-8458. If you need prayer for anything whatsoever, please give us a call. You know, we haven't prayed for anybody who is sick right now or so far this broadcast, so let's do that real fast. Um, If you have anything, any infirmity in your body, any sickness, no matter what it is, I want you to place one of your hands on whichever part of your body that's sick, whether it's something in your head or your chest or your stomach or your legs. It doesn't matter. And the Bible says that by his stripes we are healed. And Jesus said, whatever you ask in my name, he'll do it. He said, believing, if you ask If you believe what you ask in prayer, you'll have the things you ask. So, Father God, your word declares for us to come boldly to the throne of grace. Father, we know the authority that you said we have through Christ Jesus, through the name of Jesus. Jesus, you said to lay hands on the sick and they will recover. So, Father, we're taking you at your word tonight. And we're coming together as a body of believers, Father, standing in agreement with you upon your word, O God. So, Father, for these people, Lord, who have their hands on their body, Father, right now in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, we command complete and total healing over their body. Every sickness gone in the name of Jesus, every tumor removed right now in the name of Jesus Christ. Every bone healed in the name of Jesus. Every disease gone in the name of Jesus Christ. Lord Jesus, we ask for complete and total healing over them right now in your name, Father, through your blood. Holy Spirit, touch them right now where they're at. Father, we give you all the praise. Lord God, we give you all the glory. For your name alone is great. Your name alone is worthy to be praised. Like the angels and the multitude will sing and are singing now, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. Holy, holy Jesus, who was and is and is to come. Jesus, we give you glory. We give you honor. We give you praise. For your name alone is exalted. You alone are worthy. You alone are worthy. So we got some people calling in. So, Paul, can you take it for just a second? Yes, sir. Um, Hallelujah. Well, more than anything, I want to thank everybody for joining us tonight um for those of you 
know it. For those of you that don't know it, we did have some turbulence tonight in the spiritual realm and the flesh. Um, I want everybody to join their hands. If, if you don't, just join your hands in the spirit, but lift your hands to the Lord. I want to pray over the salvation night that was taken and received by will. Heavenly Father, I thank you. As we come all to you, Heavenly Father, boldly to the throne of grace, Heavenly Father. Lord God, I thank you that the victory that was established at Calvary, Heavenly Father, that we all walk in victory today because of the bloodshed of your son, Jesus. Heavenly Father, the Bible says if two or three shall gather, it's touching and standing in agreement that it shall be done for the Father who is in heaven. Heavenly Father, I thank you that you're not a man that you should lie. I thank you, Heavenly Father, that you exalt your word over yourself. And as I stand on the word, as I have ministered to Wendy, as I have ministered to Will, just purely based upon my mess, Heavenly Father, for my sins, for my wife and her messes, Heavenly Father, Lord God, we pray that you are El Shaddai. We thank you. You are Jehovah Jireh. You are the author. You are the finisher. You are Alpha, the Omega, Heavenly Father. That everything that Will said tonight, Heavenly Father, as he went through the sinner's prayer, that he is a new creature, Heavenly Father. We thank you, Father, that you have logged him into the book of Lambs, Heavenly Father. Heavenly Father, we thank you that you will restore their marriage in the name of Jesus, Heavenly Father. We call things that be not as though they are. We know, Heavenly Father, that you will reconcile this marriage. Heavenly Father, we thank you that you are the driver of this marriage, that both Wendy and Will, that you will give them a complete emotional makeover, Heavenly Father, that you will raise up sons and daughters out of Fort Myers, Florida, Heavenly Father, that they will prophesy into the earth, Heavenly Father, as your word says, Heavenly Father, that the elder will dream and the younger will have visions, Heavenly Father. And, Lord God, we just thank you for all that you have done in the beginning work of this marriage. Your word says in Philippians, Father, that you started the good work in us and that you will finish it. And, Heavenly Father, to you be all the glory in the name of Jesus. Wendy, if you're out there and you're listening, we love you. Stand strong. Will, if you're listening, stand strong. Forgive your wife. Um, she has forgiven you. Um, go read Proverbs 7. Go read Proverbs 31. And go read Corinthians, 1 Corinthians chapter 13, the chapter of love. For those of you who are listening, thank you for listening to Prayer International. Call in again. Uh, for those of you, if the Lord has touched your heart, um, send um, Christopher and Sean a love offering if the Lord ministers to you to help them with you know what minimum expenses they have. Uh, this is something that we all do for the Lord. Uh, hallelujah, and to God be all the glory. Amen. Love all of you guys. Hey, Paul. I just had some someone just called in for prayer, and they were asking about baptism, and they never got baptized, and they're not in a country where they can get baptized. And so I pretty much told them to fill up their bathtub and go um, baptize themselves in the name of the Lord Jesus. 
And then that's how I came to Christ. Wow, that's how my wife came to Christ. <laughs> they don't have a bathtub, so they're going to use a pail of water. It was a shower for me. So you know, we can even do it. Have them, have them hold their cell phone in their hand, and we'll do it. Just tell them to hold the cell phone. We'll say dunk outside the tub. <laughs> Amen. Well, we got nine seconds left. So for all of y'all, thank you so much for calling in tonight. We'll be back more people tonight than ever before. Amen. Hey, Paul. In open fields the wildflowers She raised the air and flies away She thanks to Jesus for the days Daisies and the roses No simple The meaning of it all is more than the laughter or the stars in the heavens. Close as a heartbeat or somehow her lips. Someday she'll trust him and learn how. 